Hi, my name is Kwan and I'm an aromatherapist. I see the need to help people learn how to relax because up to 90% of doctor visits today has its root cause in stress. As they say, there are many roads to Rome and in this podcast, you will find expert tips and inspirations on many ways to bring relaxation into your life alongside aromatherapy. You're listening to episode 18 of the Happy Frank podcast, and today we're going to talk about everything energy. I mean, what is energy? How does energy affect us? How does stress affect energy? And we have this special guest today who works so much with energy, so much so that she's a certified medical Qigong practitioner and teacher. She's a Reiki master. She's also a certified holistic health coach and is none other than Kelly Webb. We're so blessed to have her because listen to her as she talks about uh, what is energy, the analogy behind it, and how really our everyday stresses affect our energy. So stay tuned. So uh, we have Kelly here today on our podcast. Welcome to the Happy Frank Podcast, Kelly. Oh, well, thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yes, I am too, because I've been looking for someone who is movement related and there I come across you and you are, and I love what you said about your practice, Eastern meets Western wisdom. Right. Eastern wisdom meets modern lifestyle. Oh no, I totally got <laughs> I got the Eastern and I got the Western and I'm like, yes, this is the person I need no, to talk to. <laughs> no, that's okay. No, but a lot modern lifestyle does tend to be more Western. Okay. Um, okay. You know, it, it really does. So, and I live in a Western world, so right, you know, right. it's all good. No worries. Okay. So tell yeah. us a, a little bit more about what you do and the concept of Eastern meets Western for, for you, modern lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so what I do is I take, um, it's kind of a unique approach to health and wellness. Um, I started doing martial arts about 20 years ago and I started late in life. You know, most people start when they're teenagers or kids. And my husband said, you know, I think we should do this. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you got to be kidding me. One more thing to do. But, you know, we started this martial arts journey together and we didn't, we had a lot of health issues when we started. And as we started to learn more and we wanted to get healthier because we were working very hard at um, earning our black belt and doing the things that we did early on, I realized that there was so much that went into um, the concepts mm -hmm. that Eastern philosophies provide and you know it's a branch what I do is a branch of traditional Chinese medicine actually so it's not something that I just made up it's actually founded in 5,000 year old practices that have sustained people mm -hmm. over long periods of time so I got more into the qigong the mm -hmm. medical qigong component and started seeing some really great results with local people that I was training here in my local area. And um, I also got a health coaching certification. So I'm a holistic health coach. I'm a certified Qigong practitioner. And when I combined those two things together, but also took into account that we do live in a modern world and there are so many things that we have available to us, we shouldn't discount those things. We should take the best of both worlds and bring them together and learn how to manage our health, be our own health advocate. We don't mm -hmm. have to rely 100% on somebody else to tell us what to do. We take yes. control. We become yes. a partner. We become the partner in our health and wellness. Yes. And it's very empowering when it you is. start to accept that as a, a possibility. Because a lot of people, they will say, oh, well, I'll just do what my doctor says. That's fine. But you can augment that with these other practices and be, get even better, get yes. better results. Yes. You know? So, so I, I decided to take these two concepts and kind of merge them together. 
And that's how I created Eastern Wisdom Meets Modern Lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And here we are. Mm. Yeah. You know, you are also a practitioner of Reiki, am I right? I am a Reiki master as well. So working with energy, um, chi is energy. Yes, yes. Um, Reiki is energy. It all comes from the same place. Um, Reiki, you channel it, you know, and chi, you do the same thing. And once you learn how to do that, um, you know, really I can just like think about it and I can feel the energy start to um, bubble up in my system. So it's pretty profound and it's simple. It really is simple. Um, Nothing magic or woo-woo about it at all. Yes, yes. I don't think it's, no, I don't think it's woo-woo at all. It's just sometimes <laughs> that we, we cannot logically think of what it is. We cannot see it with our eyes and then we just categorize it as woo-woo. But I really don't think it's right. woo-woo at all. And I right. say that because uh, I used to, I, I, I spoke to this doctor once and he's a medical doctor and he told me that his, he, he came from a family of Qigong practitioners. Mm-hmm. So he had fever when he was young. And so that's my next question. Uh, is there channeling involved in Qigong? Because what happened was he had very high fever and his uncle, who is a master, is that, is that what you call the high level, a, a guru, a teacher, right? And then yeah, channel that energy and bring his fever down. So to this mm-hmm. day, I, I think when he, was, when he spoke to me, it was about 40 something. And he was like, I had no idea how that happened, but it happened. And I cannot right. discount that. I cannot explain it scientifically in my mind as right. his training does, you know, but right. it happened. It brought his fever <clears throat> down. So please, right. I think you are the right person to talk about uh, what is energy, you know, and how does this work? Really? I know right. it's a huge so- question, but. Oh, it is. It's huge, but yeah. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll do my best. Yes, yes. I'm certainly, I don't consider myself to be a master. I am a, um, I'm a student just like anybody else. I work with a grandmaster also. So I have a teacher that teaches me and um, I follow several different Qigong masters. And um, so, but Qi is energy basically mm-hmm. um, in the, in the simplest form when we think about chi in the body, we think um, it's it's depicted in its little image as a, a rice pot. And so what we do is we, the rice is sitting in the pot and there's water in there. Through the breath, we bring the breath in, we warm the core of the body, which heats up the pot of rice, and then the steam rises. And then the water rises and it flows down again and we continue to warm the pot and more steam rises. And so it becomes this flow of energy in the body. And what the the intention is here is that we're trying to cool the fire. So to put it into um, modern day terms, we would say that the fire is the inflammation in the body. So you could also relate it to a fever. Mm -hmm. Fever is inflammation in the body, and inflammation serves a purpose at times. It is a a fever in the body is part of the body's healing mechanism. Mm -hmm. If it gets too high, then obviously that is a serious condition, and you you know you can have um, consequences from that. But a, a small fever in and of itself is usually a signal that the body is fighting something. Mm-hmm. So in Qigong, we think about the fire in the body as being um, inflammation or too much, um, too much energy in the upper body and not enough. We're out of balance. Mm-hmm. We don't have the um, synergistic balance of hot and cold or dark and light or whatever. We always have that yin and yang. Mm-hmm. Um, So when we do our practice, what we're attempting to do is balance the energy in the body. We want the water to rise from the steam pot and cool the fire. And through that process, we bring the body back into balance. Mm. And it's really, it's through movement and breath and intention. So where the mind goes 
the energy flows. And you can right. use this to, you can use this model as a healing mechanism for so many things so many in the body. Things. Yes. Mm -hmm. I really like what you said, where the mind goes, the energy goes, because mm -hmm. I think a lot of people who are stressed are thinking a lot in their head. Mm -hmm. and, yes. And then it goes to them feeling really fatigued. Mm -hmm. Is that related? Right. In oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The high levels of anxiety that people are experiencing right now mm. is, I mean, there could be other reasons for it. I mean, stress obviously is a huge factor in anxiety, depression, health in general. Um, when we have too much stress in the body, it can create that inflammatory response. Our body produces too much cortisol. Mm -hmm. The cortisol is good if you're in a fight or flight situation, but when you have that constant flow of stress hormone in your body, it creates um, inflammation. It, cre it can help create too much um, body fat, mm -hmm. abdominal fat. It can create um, joint pain. It can create anxiety. Mm -hmm. So we talk about, um, we call it the three treasures. So you've got Jing, which is the physical form, Qi, which is the energy, and then Shun, which is kind of that energetic, um, almost spiritual, but it doesn't have to be spiritual, but it's kind of that emotional, energetic component. So Jing, Qi, and Shun, we take every practice and we try to bring all three aspects in. So that's mm -hmm. where the movement, the breath, and um, we do a seated, a standing, and a, a moving practice usually. So we bring in all three pieces, and our goal is to balance Jing, the body, Qi, the energy, and Shun, the emotions. Right. So there's a lot that goes into a very simple practice. Nothing hard about it. I've heard that for Qigong to happen or you just follow the energy and you go and mm -hmm. you move according to it. Is that usually is that we'll, just one um, of it? Or that's yeah, there's that's the basic. That's the very oh, okay. basic. So if I'm doing a movement, I want to connect the breath. So I might inhale and exhale at a certain point and then inhale and exhale. And I want it to be, um, I want things to synchronize. So I'm not thinking about the breath and I'm not thinking about the movement. I'm moving it's almost as if the breath is moving the body. Mm. So there's lots of different forms, um, lots of different ways to do that. Even if you're just in a seated practice, you can sit quietly with your hands on your legs and you visualize the breath circling up the back, over the top of the head and washing down the front of the body. It's a visualization, but it's an ancient breathing practice called uh, the microcosmic orbit or the fire path breathing. So as you visualize, you're inhaling the breath running up the spine, it comes over the top of the head, and then you exhale, and it feels like this cascade of water just flowing down the front of your body. And it just like washes away all of the tension, all of the stress. You let your mind go. You just get this circle, this energetic circle going. And you do it, you know, maybe three minutes, five minutes, um, 20 minutes, whatever works. But when you get in the habit of doing these practices, you can literally melt that stress away in minutes. It's just amazing. And it is a practice, so you have to do it. You have to do the work. Yes, of course. You know, you as, can't just, as with everything yeah. else. Yes, yes. <laughs> right, exactly. So yes. you can't just do it once in a while. You need to do a little bit 
most days. Right. Every day is optimal, but most days is great. Right. You know, so I teach, um, I teach online classes three days a week. Mm-hmm. And then um, I have people on Zoom. And then I also do um, in person. And then I have um, online access available with videos and different things because I want people to have access to the information. Yes. yes. Um, and be able to do the practice on their own schedule. Mm. You know, so. It's hard to, um, I would be doing a practice 24 hours a day if I was trying to keep up with everybody. So, you know, we use technology. We live in the modern world, right? So we use the technology, just like this podcast, to get the information out to people. And then we do the work. So if, let's say, somebody uh, were to attend a Qigong class once a week and not do anything Mm -hmm. in between... Is it still, I mean, there is some value, right? There is some value. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, it would be um, a practice that you do daily that you would highly recommend, which is why uh, the internet version of things. Right. Right. So, I mean, I do have people who um, admit that they'll only practice, they'll only practice with me. And if I'm not with (laughs) me, they won't practice at all. But if I can get them... (laughs) If I can get them to, um, if I'm, let's say I go on vacation and I'll say, did you practice? Oh, well, I did one day or, you know, and that's okay. Because again, um, we use this process called observation, contemplation, and meditation. Again, a series of three. And even if they're just sitting quietly in nature, let's Mm -hmm. say they go outside and they are sitting out on their patio Mm-hmm. And they're just contemplating the breeze and the hummingbirds blowing, and maybe there's some flowers blooming and whatever. And they're just in that process of breathing and contemplating and taking in nature. I count that as a Qigong practice. Right. Okay. okay. This week in my um, Facebook group, I try to do these different ways to engage people. So this week we're doing um, a walk after dinner. Mm. So after you finish dinner, it could be a, a morning walk or an afternoon, whatever, but you finish your dinner, you go outside and you just take a walk. Mm. 15 or 20 minutes through your neighborhood, unwinding from the day, letting go of all of your thoughts, you know, looking around and seeing what's going on, but not like processing your to-do list Mm. and just kind of relaxing and moving your body, you know, walking. There's a thing called chi walking actually. And there's some different, different ways to do it. And so I, I try to teach my students how to do that. It uses a lot of right and left brain and, um, some different hand positions and things. And it's, it's pretty fun, but getting out, moving the body, breathing, mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's moving your chi. Mm. So they tell me that I didn't do this, but I did go out for a walk. Then I'm like, great. Then you, you practiced. That's nice. And that's perfect. Yeah. So the whole idea is really to move the energy, the chi, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. How would you, you know, a lot of people talk about stagnation and, and, for, for me, I understand that uh, stagnation will manifest itself in a lot of things. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Right. So I always, um, I do talk about stagnation a lot, actually, because <laughs> what happens with a stagnant pond? Mm. What happens when you go out and you observe a pond that is stagnant? It's, I, it's unhealthy, yeah, right? It's no. got algae mm-hmm. or just, it's mm-hmm. yucky. It's, it's not this beautiful pond anymore it's got it's sick mm-hmm. so inside the body um not only do we have the meridians the energy pathways in the body but we've also got you know we've got our our blood vessels we need to be moving our blood we've got our lymphatic system our mm-hmm. lymphatic system is so incredibly important yes. to for our elimination 
Mm -hmm. um, the, the breath, we eliminate about 70% of our internal toxic body waste through our breath. That's and so we need, it's a lot, right? Yes, yes. Most people breathe right here in their chest. They're not bringing the breath down into their body to pull these toxins out and mm -hmm. eliminate them. So when we do our Qigong practice or we take that walk or do whatever we're doing, we want to breathe deeply and bring the breath down into the lower abdomen, which is called the lower dantian. We want the diaphragm to contract and expand. We want the lungs to contract and expand so that we can eliminate this toxic body waste, the stagnation that mm -hmm. gets stuck in the body. The same with the lymphatic system. We need to move that lymph, that lymph stuff out of the body mm -hmm. um, or through the body so that we can eliminate the uh, toxic waste mm -hmm. that is in our body. And it's a result of a lot of different things. You know, it can be environmental, it can be pesticides on your food, mm -hmm. it can be um, uh, chemicals that you use for cleaning your house mm -hmm. or that you wash your clothes, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. You know, we're humans and we live in this modern world, we take in these toxins. Mm -hmm. So our practice of Qigong helps us get some of this stuff out of our body. Mm. Movement, okay. breath, and um, you know, lifestyle changes. Lifestyle changes are really important. So we need to eat healthy. We need to reduce the chemical exposures. So using um, green cleaning products yes. and some of those kinds of things are really important. That's part of my lifestyle coaching that I talk mm -hmm. about, not so much part of Qigong, but it all goes together. It all goes together and it interacts mm -hmm. with one another. And we are this permeable being that just takes in all. Right. Well, your skin mm -hmm. is the largest organ in your body. Mm -hmm. Everything you put on your skin goes in and goes right into your bloodstream. Mm. And your body takes that in. So if you're exposed to um, chemicals or if you use a lot of um, body care products that have things in them that are not healthy, then that's going to be in your body. And it yes. becomes, it, it contributes to the stagnation, mm. right? It builds mm -hmm. up in our organs, in our liver, in our, um, you know, in our, the foods we eat build up in our digestive tract if we're not careful. Mm -hmm. um, so all of these things contribute to the overall stagnation in the body. I mean, if, if you're not uh, um, going to the bathroom regularly. <laughs> oh, yeah. So many people have that issue. Yeah, it's a big issue. Yes, it is a big <laughs> issue. And it is. But it's stagnation. It it's is. stuck in your body. Yes, you know? so, yes. It's all part of the um, biological system, this, this meat suit that we right. live in. Yes, and I love mm -hmm. that we're talking, about, uh, we're talking about stagnation, but we're also talking about the relationship between everything because a lot of times I think our brain tries to categorize things. You know, this is yes. just a respiratory issue. This is just a digestive issue. And then, right. and then we solve, we try to solve just that portion, but actually right. we really interact with everything. And, right. and you speak to that so nicely. So I want to ask you one thing about stagnation. One other, how do you know that, okay, you, you don't go to the bathroom as often. That's one, that's one sign. That's one. Yeah. But what other, um, yeah. What other signs? Yeah. A lot of times people will have some symptoms, whatever right. they are. Mm -hmm. Um, so one that I hear a lot of is, um, because I tend to deal with a lot of older women, mm -hmm. is um, menopausal symptoms, hot mm -hmm. flashes and things mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times um, in, in Chinese medicine, the reason for hot flashes and, and those types of things is related to um, the kidneys. Mm. And so we would think, well, why would that be? Well, we've got two kidneys and they do, they relate to each other in different ways, but um, they also have the adrenal glands that sit right on top of them. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of people, we go back to what we were talking about with stress and cortisol. 
a lot of people are living this overactive lifestyle. They're not taking the time to do self-care and nurture their body. So the adrenals get overworked and that's the cortisol. So that's, um, goes, gets the body all inflamed. Inflammation causes stagnation. Mm-hmm. And then um, they start to have fatigue and then they start to eat poorly because they're looking for uh, food or whatever to make them feel better. And so one thing leads to another. A lot of times people, I'll have clients that come to me complaining about digestive issues. Mm -hmm. So we work on that and there's usually a lot of stagnation in the body from that. And then they'll say, well, now I'm noticing this or that. And then one thing leads to another And it's because the body is a system, Mm -hmm. like you just said, Mm -hmm. that there's a lot of interrelationships, but it presents at first as one or two complaints usually. Mm. And once we clear the energy channels, once we start to get the body systems themselves working, we clear all of that stagnation and that constipation and all those different things that um, the body is unhappy about, mm-hmm. the chi the is the medicine, okay? And when you start to do the work and we clear all of the layers, it's, sometimes it's like peeling back the onion. Mm-hmm. You got to start peeling back the layers to mm-hmm. figure out what's actually in the middle. Mm-hmm. And once we get through that process, there are so much healthier. They're so much happier. Their vibrancy just explodes. And they're like, oh my gosh, I never thought I could feel this good. And um, so we just, you know, we're clearing on a physical level, the jing. We're clearing on an energetic level, the uh, the qi. And then we also clear on the shen level, which is the emotional side. We always store, we store our traumas in our, our cellular structure, in our organs. So a lot of times when we start doing the practice, people will say, oh, I've just felt so angry about that. Well, if they have liver stagnation mm-hmm. and we start to clear the liver and the liver starts to heal and, and process better and their metabolism increases and they're doing the work, that the chi goes in, it clears the liver meridian, and then some of this, this emotional baggage a lot of times will come up also. And maybe it was they were just angry because they didn't feel good. Mm. Or maybe they had some other trauma. But So we're always looking at all the different levels, all the different areas. And it, it's just funny how it comes out that way because – Sometimes, like I'm using the liver as an example, but as we clear the liver, they'll be like, I just don't know why I feel so upset about this. And I was like, well, what's going on? (laughs) Right, right, okay. Let's work on letting that go. Let's do some deep breathing into there. Let's um, give some forgiveness to Mm. ourselves if that's Mm. what's needed. Let's let's let go of the baggage. Let's clear Mm. it out of our system because if you try to stuff it back down, you're just going to keep that stagnation in place. Mm. So we're letting, we're letting all of this go. Does that make sense? No, no, it makes so much sense. Um, Because I, I mean, emotions and physical, physical manifestation, they are always related. And again, our mind try to categorize it as such, you know, Mm -hmm. I have this, 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 therefore it's only this part. And, but I've always felt like, you know, when you release this anger, you do not always know why you store that anger there, do you? Or does it come no. up? It do, no, they don't. And it could be... They don't always know. They don't always know. But do they get a certain no. insight from it? No. It's just... They, they had this sometimes, feeling about it. Okay. But they, they get the feeling. And sometimes they do know. They're like, oh, I know exactly what that is. Ah. And other times they don't. But it's like, you don't really need to know. Yes, yes. You just need to let it go. Right, right. Like, exactly. It could be something it could be something silly that just, you know, some weird thing that happened but it was traumatic in the moment. Yes. It didn't really mean anything. 
Yes. So you, you may, and then other times it's like, oh yeah, I know exactly what that was. That was so-and-so they did this to me. I was angry. And, you know, so then we, sometimes we have to do other work around that. But um, a lot of times it's just, it's just baggage. Yes. And we just need to let it go. Yeah. Yeah. And the different emotions relate to different organs. Am I right? They do. So each during a, um, a annual circle around the sun, there's five different seasons. Each season we work on a different aspect, a couple different aspects of the body. Um, so like right now we're in the fire element. So we're working on the heart, mm-hmm. the small intestine. We're also working on the uh, pericardium and then this concept of what they call the sixth chi or the triple burner, which wow. is related to uh, respiration, digestion, and elimination. So again, kind of clearing that stagnation out of the bo- body. Mm-hmm. Um, we just finished spring. Spring is about liver and gallbladder. Fall, fall is a really common one. It's um, grief. It's associated with the lungs. Mm-hmm. So the lungs are associated with grief. Um, winter is kidneys primarily, and that's associated with fear. So even if it's not winter and you have fear, we address the kidneys mm-hmm. to, to get that kidney chi strong and strengthened. There's actually multiple types of chi, mm-hmm. um, but we kind of just say chi is a catch-all, but there's actually a few different aspects of chi that are relative to um, the seasonal components of the year. It's, it's, those are kind of deep conversations. Yeah. But, um, but very interesting, and um, the energetics of Qigong are, um, it's just different. It's very, it's not the way we think about things in the modern world or the Western world. Um, so it, it is very, it sounds like it's very, it's very, definitely very much related to the environment and the weather. And I've always wondered, like, you know, for people like us, we stay in a in the tropics where the whole year it's it's warm and sunny. You mentioned mm-hmm. there are five seasons. Yeah. So, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, there's only four. No, there's five. Yes. Um, in Chinese medicine, there's five. So we break summer up into early summer and late summer. So okay. we have an early summer, um, which is where we're at right now in the in the northern hemisphere, and that's then. In a few weeks, we'll transition into late summer, and that will take us towards the fall. And it's a different component. We work on, um, it's much more grounded, more level. We work on uh, the stomach as one of the pieces. So worry, worry is in the stomach. You know, people worry about stuff and they get a stomach ache. They're like, oh, I've been so worried and, you know, my stomach hurts and I'm And so totally related to the earth element and the different aspects of that energetic piece. It doesn't really matter when it happens. It it comes in in different ways and then we address it based on um, the symptoms that present. But then we usually find that there's some other underlying component that, that relates to it. So you would use the seasons to strengthen the particular organs mm-hmm. then using mm-hmm. Qigong. And for people like us that, I mean, we live like, I mean, it's always warm and sunny here. Uh, it's either warm or warmer or, you know, <laughs> so how do we, how do we do that? Like, do we do the four seasons thing as well? Or, I mean, there's certain times of the year, of course, it's cooler, but it's still, uh, I don't know. Okay. I do not know how to convert. Yeah. But in Fahrenheit. Yep, but, nope. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. I mean, we tend, so if, if spring is a different time of year where you live than where I live, yeah. you would practice spring based on your schedule there. Right. I might be doing something different here. It doesn't really matter. We adapt it to the area. You know, if you, um, my instructor lives in Arizona. Right. So it's hot there all the time. Okay. Um, they don't really get like a, where he's at, in the uh-huh. Phoenix area, he doesn't really get like a winter, uh-huh. you know, it's pretty much warm weather most of the time. I live in Northern California, so we do tend to get four seasons, 
It's yes. a little easier to um, see the, the natural progression, mm -hmm. but it doesn't matter where you live because the components, the elements that relate to the season are going to be whatever they are for where you live. Mm. So if it's, if it's springtime, you know, whatever is normal for your area is what we would look at. Mm. It's not going to be the same as here. Mm. Um, you know, and if you don't have um, very not noticeable seasons, we still do the energetic practice. Right. So it's, it's, you know, we just adapt it. Yeah. Yes. That's good. You know, I was also wondering, like, for I've heard like where people do qigong and then they start to cry uncontrollably or they laugh uncontrollably. Like, mm -hmm. like what is that? Like, is it a release? Right. It's a release. Okay. Yes. And laughter is a release also. So a lot of times that's related to the heart. So mm -hmm. norm the um the energetic of the heart is joy, mm -hmm. typically. The opposite of that could be like shock. So you get some bad news and you go, <gasps> you know, and it's this moment of shock. But uncontrollable hysterical laughter is kind of the opposite. So it's like you've got happy laughter over here. But a lot of times when we get something that's really shocking and we just start laughing uncontrollably and pretty soon we're crying, you know, <laughs> that's kind of, that's a release. Right. That's a release of emotion from the heart yeah and there is no good or bad so it is just a release it right. doesn't matter what mm -hmm. kind of ways you release it is that right right no right it doesn't matter whatever works for you okay you know okay. I, if you're if you're trying to purge an emotion and the way you do it is through tears or hysterical laughter or whatever i'm not going to say oh no don't do that that's not right because whatever it is for you you need to get it out of your system mm. you need to let it go so um people have different ways of expressing emotion mm -hmm. and um the most important thing is that you do express it yes. that you allow those feelings to come out and sometimes it makes us feel um, very vulnerable mm -hmm. and we don't want to put ourselves in that really uncomfortable situation, mm -hmm. but you really need to do it to, to let it go because the longer you store it in your body, the more embedded it gets and the harder it is to heal. Mm. So it's really If important. let's say someone has been like someone went through a traumatic experience, like say 20 years ago, can they do Qigong now to release it or will it take a really long time before they see any results? I mean, is it like a time related thing? Yeah. For them? No, I mean, they can, it's never too late to start working on those issues. No, it's never too late. You know, so whatever it is, if, if you waited 20 years, if you're ready to let it go, Mm -hmm. You know, if you, if it was 20 years ago and now you're coming up and saying, you know, I really think it's time I let this go, mm -hmm. then by all means do it, you mm -hmm. know, and you can use the practice. You can use the breath work. You can use the meditation. We do meditation in Qigong, mm -hmm. you know, and, um, there's a lot of different ways to meditate and it's, it's important. Um, actually meditation in and of itself is the really important piece of the practice and it's really important to um, give the mind that quiet time and let the nervous system kind of rebalance. And meditation takes us into that quiet space in the body without all the chatter from the outside world. Meditation is, whether you do Qigong or not, meditation is, is a really wonderful practice that i highly recommend for everybody definitely yes i i, yeah. I always find so much i find the need to want to sit down you know if i'm mm -hmm. going too much and you know and i find so much comfort in that but i've mm -hmm. always thought qigong is like a moving meditation isn't it, it is but qigong is tai, tai chi yeah those are considered moving meditations so you know if you're one of those people i have students right now who just cannot sit down and meditate. Mm -hmm. So we start with moving meditation mm -hmm. and I have them work on that. And then over time, I get them to start sit down, 
I have uh, my, one of my instructors writes music that's specifically designed for uh, Qigong practice. And so I'll have, the, I'll use the music for the movie meditation. So they get used to it. And then when they're ready to sit down, that is the grounding factor for them. And they learn to just tune into the music. It has cues in it. So I inhale when I hear this, I exhale when I hear that. They've already learned how to do that through the movement. So now they sit down and they just can be still and go into the music. Right. And pretty soon they med they're meditating and they, they just make that transition. This is so, so important for people to know because like I hear so mm -hmm. many times that people cannot sit and meditate, you know, and they just need to move and and this is this is one practice where you can do that and still come yes. to that stillness within. Right. Yeah. So it's usually the um imbalance in the nervous system. Mm -hmm. They're just used to going all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like mm. I can't sit still. I've got, mm. you know, ooh, my body is just so keyed up all the time. So um, that is just the nervous system needing, desperately needing, screaming to be <laughs> quieted down. Yes. You yes, know, and yes. so meditation is what is needed for that. Right. And yeah. if let's say um, some people who have a lot of chronic aches in their body, and they say they can't really do much movement, you would still recommend Qigong for them, right? I do. I, I recommend it even more for them a lot of times because, um, you know, we do practices that work all the little joints in the body. Mm. And all of these joints have um, synovial fluid in them. They have mm. these uh, this protective barrier in there, and it's kind of a use it or lose it, you know? Mm -hmm. So if you're not moving, if you're not, working these joints and then the energy will also go in and um, kind of energetically fill those areas so you know if you have muscle pain we do work in the practice it's not all just flowing we actually do work in the practice at different times of the year to um, build some muscle um, we're not lifting weights we're not doing anything crazy we're doing body weight we're doing um uh, tension and restriction. Like I just had oh. people take some little squeeze, like a squeeze ball or a mm -hmm. tennis ball. Mm -hmm. And we started doing some squeezing work. Well, a lot of women, they lose dexterity and they lose um, strength in their hands. So we do a lot of things. And then as we build that muscle and we work those joints, a lot of times the pain reduces or even goes away. Yeah, so um, sometimes we have to start out really slow. Actually, I have a student right now who um, has a really bad low back. Mm. Through, the through the practice, when we do certain movements, I always say, you know, contract your abs, connect your back and your front together. Mm -hmm. This is a structure. This is one piece. Mm -hmm. And um, she bring your awareness to this area of your body. And let those muscles connect to each other. That's how you're going to support your back. Well, she's been doing this now for a while and she didn't go get her last um, epidural. She mm. says, I didn't need it anymore. So, you know, it does, it does help. It does make a difference. Right. Yeah, and it it's amazing. Have, it doesn't have anything to do with flexibility or anything of that, right? And I'm so nope. glad, yeah, I'm so glad you said about uh, this weight, uh, weight training. Is that what you call it? No, you don't call it. It's, it's a, like a, it's a type of body weight training. Yeah. yeah. And I'm so glad you brought that because I didn't know about that part of Qigong. I always thought it was a flowing mm -hmm. movement thing. Yeah. Not all of it is. We do some of that for sure. Um, because a lot of the flowing movement helps us with balance mm -hmm. and um, mobility Mm -hmm. having better mobility and uh, better balance, better focus into our, um, our center. And that way we're, you know, hopefully less likely to fall down and break a hip or, you know, any of those kinds of accidents. But 
the body weight exercise helps build our, our core muscles, mm. our large muscles, the quads, the glutes, um, the back muscles. So when we develop our muscles in the back, it helps us to keep our spine aligned. Mm. Mm. You know, and a lot of the movement that we do is designed to help keep the spine in place. It's certainly not, I go to a chiropractor. I mean, it's certainly not a replacement for chiropractic or massage. Those things mm-hmm. are all great, but it's, it's, a it's an add on therapy that you can use to keep your body in good shape Yes, because, without doing, yeah. no, no, yeah, nothing ahead. crazy. Sorry, sorry. No, because, oh, I was going to say without, um, without having to go to a gym or, you know, it's, it's simple movement, but very effective. Mm. And I was about to say, because like, even if you go to a chiropractor or an osteopath, I mean, you can't possibly go there every day or once a week right. or anything like that. I mean, it has to come from daily practices that prevents right. you from going there so much. I mean, if you have to go there, it's fine. You know, it's fine. Uh-huh. It's perfectly fine right. for alignment once in a while here and there, but mm-hmm. you have to have this daily changes in your life for it to right. work. Yes. So a lot of the movements that we do will help target the low, mid, and you know, you've got your lumbar, mm-hmm. your thoracic, your cervical spine. A lot of the movements are designed to loosen those, to help keep those um, moving freely to um, release the tension. You know, we all carry a ton of tension in our neck and shoulder. Headaches or, you know, mm. a lot of people get headaches. A lot of people get TMJ. Mm. Um, we do a lot of things that really help with those body issues. That yeah. is so great to know. I feel like it's such a, it's such a holistic way of mm-hmm. taking care of your body. I have Absolutely. one question. If let's say, because you mentioned about circulation and lymphatic system and chi as well. So let's say if your chi, let's say your chi is going nicely, your circulation and lymph would follow that as well, right? It cannot be like circulation is stagnated, whereas uh, the chi is going nicely. Is there such a thing? Or the, because the um, chi is going nicely, therefore it helps the circulation and the lymph. Yeah, I think they all run together, kind of. Um, I mean, I think you could have instances where maybe the lymphatic system is um, not flowing as freely. Mm-hmm. I think it would tend to be one of the last things that would open. Mm-hmm. So as we work the um, chi and we get the blood moving, we also move um, cerebral spinal fluid up and down mm-hmm. the spine. But the lymphatic system um, is... It, can get kind of clogged up. So I think it's typically one of the last things that we see or that people notice. Um, they get this sudden, like, oh, I feel so much better. Mm-hmm. And that usually tells me that things have kind of cleared out. Right. Um, a lot of their symptoms will improve. And I think the um, lymph is kind of one of the last things that will will clear. Okay. And because yeah. I think it takes so much toxins inside mm-hmm. as well. Well, and you're always putting toxins back in, you know, every day, everything you do, you're putting it stuff in. So we have to be continually cleaning it out. Right. Right. Yeah. For someone who wants to do, wants to start a little bit of Qigong practice at home, um, Mm -hmm. of course they can go to your site, but what can they do simply, like something very simply right now, like a five, 10 minutes thing to get them going. Do you have a suggestion? Oh, absolutely. Well, the first thing is to breathe deep. Mm -hmm. So, you know, try to feel your breath, expand the body, exhale. So like those deep cleansing breaths where you feel like a balloon that just blew up and then you let the air out. So breathing deep is always like my first recommendation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's just some simple movements you can do. There's one called shaking the nine gates. Oh, yeah. So you just shake it. I love it. Yeah. And you just bounce. <laughs> yeah. You just, you just bounce. So you've right. heard of the re a rebounder, those little mini trampolines. Uh-huh, they uh-huh, were popular yeah. like a, a long time ago and then they've been kind of popular again, but you don't even need one of those. Just stand up 
and shake. Yes. Bounce a little bit on your feet. Let your body just shake. We call it shaking the nine gates because we want to move the wrists, the elbows, the shoulders, the ankles, the knees, and then right up the spine. Do that for three to five minutes. Your calves are going to be burning, but it's so worth it. It will move everything in your body. It will move the blood. It will move the lymphatic fluid. It will, it will move everything. And it's energizing. Right. So I always, I tell my students, um, you know, if you've been sitting in front of the TV for a long time, every hour or during a commercial, get up and move. If you go for a car ride and you're, you're driving, now you're on a trip or whatever, every time you stop to use the restroom or get gas, move, you know, just do it. Yeah, you don't have to do it's. It's so easy. It's do people funny. look at you funny? Maybe. I don't yeah. know. I do it. You know, yeah. I stand out by my car and I shake, you know, and I don't think people notice. <laughs> you know, you so. just let loose everything, right? Like that. Yes. Yep. And... You just let everything loose. Yeah. Just shake everything. And then the way you'll know it works is after you get done doing that, just put your arms out to the side, hanging down stand still and feel the energy flowing through your body. It's amazing. That is chi. That is the easiest way to feel your chi. No, I, it's, it's really, uh, for the people listening to this, you really have to try this. It's so simple. And I know uh, I learned this uh, from someone before and when i met kelly i told her about this and it's just so amazing and that that's my first foray into qigong and i felt like people should like people in lockdown people should know about this because you can't go out running for some people and you maybe you can't take walks around the neighborhood but you can definitely do the shaking you can do two to three times a day for like five minutes and then Yes, you feel this energy going through your whole body, and it's just so fun. Right. And I did it with my mom as well uh, when she was mm -hmm. so angry, and I, mm -hmm. I was like, she looked at me like she looked at me like I was crazy. I was like, come, come, shake with me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know, like yeah. this. And after that five minutes of looking crazy together, shaking mm -hmm. at each other, and then she was like, right. okay, I'm good now. <laughs> yeah, I, it's it's truly amazing. You know, and with these lockdowns and things that we've all been going through, you know, we do feel a lot of stress. Some people have, you know, lost their business, lost their job, whatever. Yes. So there's a lot of stress. There's the anger. There's the fear. Mm -hmm. Fear is a big component of that. There's the grief, you know, and the worry. So all of these energetics that we've talked a little bit about in here really do come into play. And then there's the um, breath work. So, you know, when we wear the mask, like I'm, I'm fine with wearing the mask. I understand that we need to keep everybody safe and what have you. But you have to remember, I said earlier that we eliminate 70% of our internal body waste through our breath. Mm. If that breath is coming back in and we're inhaling that back into our body, right. that is not healthy for us. So what, what I tell my students is wear your mask when you need to. Mm -hmm. And when you take it off, I want you to stop and take 10 deep cleansing breaths. Inhale. And really release that breath out. Mm. Clean your body. 10 deep cleansing breaths. It will energize you for one thing, because when you breathe that toxic waste back in, it has a tendency it kind of take your energy away. Mm -hmm. It makes you feel kind mm -hmm. of tired, a little lethargic. Mm -hmm. So by doing those 10 breaths, you're going to help cleanse the inside of your body. You're going to get those toxins out. You're going to energize yourself back up a little bit and feel better. And then you just go do what you've been doing, do what you need to do. But, um, you know, simple, simple things that we can do even when we're in lockdown. Yeah. Yeah. And this is, this is so great. This is really great. And yeah. people, please do the cleansing breaths and do the shaking. And people, uh, where can people find you, Kelly? Uh, what's your website and your Instagram handle? Yeah. Oh, so our name is, um, it's kind of long, but um, 
we do martial arts and we do healing arts. So the Qigong and the Reiki are our healing side. And then we teach Taekwondo and stuff. So it's um, full circle fight, F-I-G-H-T, the letter N, heal, H-E-A-L dot uh, com. Right. Okay. And that's the same for our Instagram. It's at um, full circle fight and heal. And then I also have a, um, a member vault location with my membership group. I've mm -hmm. got some free um, resources out there that people can go and get. Yes. And um, I would love to have you go and grab those. There's one little ebook that goes through a whole bunch of different health issues. And then I, I ask you to respond back to the questions. And it's just a check all that apply and if you say yes i would love to talk to people about those and how we can use the eastern wisdom modern lifestyle program to mm -hmm. help you become healthier happier and more vibrant i mean it's really that simple again three treasures right you've got your health you've mm -hmm. got your happiness and that leads to vibrancy who doesn't want that i know right, right? like it's yeah. so important and you can live to your maximum possibilities of what you can do when exactly. you don't have to worry about your health. Exactly. If you if you're sick and you're unhealthy, you know, it's just that's so sad. And mm. I I have seen people have very profound results when they do the practice, when they make the the nutrition changes, when they make the lifestyle changes. It's a game changer. It's really yes. amazing. It is. It is. So. And when you change the people around you, your interactions with people are different. Your relationships mm -hmm. are different and you can give Absolutely. and love your loved ones even more. Right. Yep. And that's exactly. the best form of love really. Exactly. You know, and self care, self love. I mean, I see, I know women are tend to be a little worse than men with this, but women are the nurturers. Mm -hmm. They're always doing for everybody else. And it's so important that they do these things for themselves so that they can give more, yes. so that they can be there for their families, for their grandkids, their great-grandkids, whatever it yes. is. You have to take care of yourself first. Mm. I always say, this is your home and this is your vehicle. Mm. If, if you were taking care of your home, you would fix the things that went wrong. You fix your car whenever it breaks down. This is your home and this is your vehicle. Yes. You're, you're, you need to put some time and effort into the body. We bring our you car know, for servicing. Exactly. We, we buy car insurance. We, we do.
Thank you for listening to this entire episode. If you would like to help the people around you who are going through stress, please share this with them so they can learn and do something about their situation. Aromatherapy coexists with all types of modalities, so if you would like to use aromatherapy for your personal healing, I have put together a very valuable free class on fundamentals of aromatherapy in the link here below in the show notes. You can also enroll for the class via www.havaroma.com. That's H-A-V-A-R-O-M-A.com. I have a personal request for you to leave a review on iTunes if you have found this to be helpful. And through your assistance, together, we can help more people to work through stress and improve their well-being. Thank you for listening.